told you I've been like dealing with this Airbnb situation. Yeah. And like the one that I sent you yesterday, I think it's a perfect one, but I'm like waiting for her to message me back on Airbnb. So I'm going to manifest that before we end this podcast intro that she messages me back. What does it feel like in your body for her to respond to you? Like relief because we think it's like such a good space for us. And I have been really worried about it the past few days. So I can just like feel the like, you know, relief of her messaging me and like seeing it come up on my phone and just, but also like I'm telling myself that if that doesn't happen for me, that it's not meant to be. So. Right. It's good. I think either, either direction, but I want to tell you that I'm like, literally manifesting like looking at my phone and seeing her little name in the airbnb app being like what's her name her name is shut up that is so weird no no she didn't reply but i just got the airbnb thing it says one minute ago as i'm talking about it and it says lisa hasn't responded to your request but let's find you a new place to stay that's so weird maybe that's a sign that it's not the right one yeah, because it just said, as I was saying that, that our um, request expired because I requested it exactly 24 hours ago. Wow. So hmm. there's another one out there for you. Yeah, maybe that's a sign. Literally, as I'm speaking about it. That's crazy. <laughs> I get the request saying the send, send another request or find somewhere else. So maybe that's a sign that I need to keep looking. Wow. Keep looking. I might have to keep this in the episode. (laughs) Yeah. No, that is so weird. I literally like envisioned Airbnb popping up on my phone, like seeing the message. And it just literally popped up saying she hasn't replied. But I just think that Emily is – I want her to be my best friend. I just like love her energy. I like didn't really want to end the episode. I was like, I want to keep chatting. I was like, can we keep talking? I have about like 15 other things I want to talk about. Um, Okay, so today we have Emily Weichel on the podcast. She is a breathwork instructor and intuitive coach. She is just an amazing soul. We both could have talked to her for hours. Um, She, I attended one of her breathwork workshops back in January, and it was actually an intention setting workshop. I talked about it back in January on, on the podcast, but She is just so inspiring. She teaches about visualization and meditation and breath work, of course. And I think that this is a great episode to follow last week's because mom talks about the importance of breath work and her recovery and healing. And it's funny because I actually got into breath work because of mom. She, when she was an on-site, Trish, who is now my therapist, came to teach breath work. And then I started going to Trish for breath work and then she became my therapist. And long story short, Trish has just changed my life for the better. So it all comes full circle. Yeah. I'm really excited about this episode. I know that if any of you have listened to our previous 19 episodes. This is actually our 20th episode. Woo! Yay! Um, Allie talks about breath work. If we've recorded 20, she's probably talked about it in at least 17, <laughs> 17 episodes. So Allie's really excited for this. I'm really excited for it. Um, Emily's just such a great light. We opened the episode today. We um, all like logged on to start talking, and she she started our interview by leading us in a little mini breathwork series that she did and it was just so great because you know I'm in Hawaii so it's obviously kind of early in the morning I just woke up and it was such a great way to just start my day 
and to start the episode. I think that breathwork is just a tool that everyone can use that people just don't know about. And I hope that this episode will reach a lot of people and that they can start incorporating these practices like journaling and visualization and breathwork Mm -hmm. into their daily lives because, you know, the body carries so much of our emotion, of our past, of our trauma, of our experience. And it's like that book that mom referenced in the podcast last week, The Body Holds Score, and just finding ways to tap into that so that these emotions can move through and that you can be more of your highest self. Definitely. And I loved what Emily said about how everyone has breath, you know, a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know anyone that does this or I don't know how to find Reiki or I don't know, but everyone has breath. So you don't even have to seek it out. Like it's already within you. And mm-hmm. when you learn how to channel that, I think that really powerful things can happen. And I can definitely speak on that. I've had so many experiences of just like doing, you know, breath work or meditation where like crazy feelings come over my body. It's, it's real. It's not like a woo woo made up thing. Like you can literally do it wherever you are. Well, yeah. People have wild experiences with breath work. You can have visions or just like intense feelings or emotions and emotions come through that you didn't even realize you were holding on to. And um, it's just so powerful and you can really do it anywhere. I mean, I recommend doing it in a class setting at first, just so you have that support like Emily talks about. But, you know, you can YouTube, um, search on YouTube, Breathwork, um, also like Insight Timer, podcasts. It's just so accessible. Trish was telling me the first time I did Breathwork that she uses Breathwork a lot in therapy and like she's had people that have healed from like just intense grief and trauma. And it's just really cool to hear those stories. But don't be, don't worry if you don't feel that immediately. It takes, you know, getting into the practice of it to really start to feel those things come through. Yeah. And um, like you said, mom talked about how she did a lot of breath work at onsite. That was really a big thing for her and healing a lot of the trauma that she had been through, which was rooted. A lot of inner child Yeah, which was rooted in her addiction. So it really can, you know, shine through so much light. And speaking of that, episode 19, the one we put out last week with um, our mom is literally popping off. Like I said that in last week's episode, I said, I know this is going to be the most highly listened to episode. And it was Mm -hmm. within a day already our most highly listened episode, which is so crazy. And we really have received so much positive like messages and feedback and responses on that episode. And it literally is making my heart like so full. Just we've been sharing all the messages that we've gotten um, between like my mom, Allie and I and our dad, like everyone is reaching out telling telling us how much they appreciated and, you know, learned from episode 19 with our mom last week. Mm -hmm. And it's just been such an amazing response. Yeah, I hope it encourages more people to share their stories because I think it's just when you hear people speak on their experiences, it just makes you feel better and helps you navigate whatever it is you're going through. Absolutely. Um, And I don't think that anyone should be ashamed to share their story. It's funny because I like said in last week's episode, I know this is going to be the most highly listened to episode because people are nosy. And it's so funny because like we've never had that response. People always want to hear like the family tea, I think. But <laughs> I like I really do feel like people listen to it just to be like, I want to know what, what happened with the Bridgers because that was kind of crazy. And then after people listen to it, they've had this like shift in how they view addiction and all that. So it's just been crazy how people have responded to the episode. And I hope that um, through that, maybe we've gained some listeners who are now listening to episode 20. And yeah, just full circle how breathwork impacted mom and now how we're going to talk about it today. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, skipping ahead to highs and lows, I think my high of the week was definitely the response that we've gotten to that episode and just seeing the way it's impacted so many people. You know, our goal in starting this podcast was to just help people and help people navigate the things that we're going through and the things that we struggle with. And so just hearing that positive feedback just filled me up so much. Definitely. I feel the same way. I think my high of the week was just like giving mom a platform to share her story and how confident she felt about it and how she felt Mm -hmm. like that's like she spoke everything that God intended her to share and just like hearing from other people because that is why we started this podcast was to connect with each other but also to connect with other people and to talk about things that might not be shared about as much. And that's what a lot of people have said, you know, like, oh, we have, I have addiction in my family. I have recovery stories, but we, I just never felt that comfortable speaking about it. And I've always been a little embarrassed or ashamed. So just giving us like a platform to talk about it freely. Yeah. I think definitely hearing the stories that people have felt called to open up to us about was just really special and you know, things that people have never even shared before. Um, that was just really cool to see. And yeah, like you said, just seeing how good mom felt about it mm-hmm. and how empowered she was just was a big high point of the week for me. Definitely. Did you have a low this week? Um, yeah. Okay. I had a weird day. I think it was Monday. I just – do you ever have those days where you feel like you're so busy and you're like running around but you didn't actually do anything that you wanted to do? Yeah, absolutely. And then you get to the end of the day and you're just like tired and you're like, ugh. I didn't do anything for myself today. Definitely. I had one of those this week, which is a bummer, but then it just kind of made me realize like, okay, how can I incorporate little things that I want to do, little pieces of fun, whether that's, you know, finding ways to kind of tap into that no matter how little time I have, but it was a good reminder. Yeah. I think my love of the week was like similar. I just worked five days in a row. So like after Libby left until yesterday, so five straight days of working. And then I spoke about this a little bit in the episode, but I'm planning my next big move. Our lease is up in Hawaii, May 31st. We want to move somewhere else in July. Um, Just like praying about it, really speaking it into existence since literally September or October. I remember when you were here, Allie, I talked about this move that we're planning and um yeah but it is a bigger move than hawaii was and it's just been a little bit stressful because i'm the kind of person who like wants to handle everything on my own i want to take care of it all on my own i want it to be easy for everyone else i want it to be exactly the way that i want it to be but that leaves me sometimes feeling super run down and kind of like beaten down because i feel like i'm doing it alone And I think it brings in a lot of like unnecessary stress because kind of like what Emily was saying, when you trust the universe and, you know, trust in God's timing as well for my life um, is what I did with Hawaii. And, and I'm sitting here now thinking everything worked out, then everything will work out, you know, next, but just kind of like having a week of, cause I said after my birthday that I wanted to start planning this like hundred percent and getting it locked down. And, but then I end up having a meeting with um, the people that I'm moving with. It's going to be Perry and our friends, Drew and Aaliyah, who we met out here. And we had a meeting the other day and kind of talked about it. And after that, I felt like, you know, I'm not alone. I have all this help. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do everything yeah. on my own. And so that was kind of like a low, but turned into a high. Because now I feel like I have a little bit of a support system. And I feel like, you know, things are like unfolding and happening. Yeah. I think another high of mine this week is I'm starting to see signs of spring in Nashville. The cherry trees are blossoming and the daffodils and I am very ready for winter to be over. So that's been a high and yeah, 
I think going off my low though, like I feel like I've just been running in a million directions and I feel like I haven't even gotten to talk to you as much as we normally do. I, I literally haven't other than like the episode we recorded with mom. I legit haven't talked to anyone this week because I've been working and then by the time I get home, you guys are asleep. So that's when it, like yeah. the time zone gets a little bit hard. I literally haven't talked to anyone yeah. this week. The time zone is a bummer. So what's something that you're excited about though? I am excited about um, – I'm excited about going back to West Palm next weekend. I will be at the beach in the sunshine and I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I'm similar. I'm going to California today. Um, I guess what time is it right now in Hawaii? It's 10.48. I'm flying out at 3.15 and I'm just doing a direct flight to San Diego. So it's like five and a half hours. Um, but that's today and I'm just really excited. Um just for like a little change and you know it's really weird but I'm really excited for the flight because I like I said I run in so many directions and I run so hard I'm never like really still very often as much as I would like to be yeah. at least and I'm like kind of excited to be locked in like an area for five and a half hours to like do so nice that I want to do like I want to journal I was so excited to fly back from Houston last week, partly because I just got a Kindle, like I mentioned. Yeah. And I am loving it, by the way. I finished two books already in the span of like two and a half weeks. Sponsor us, Kindle. Sponsor our podcast. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just – I'm pumped for a flight to just like sit and do the things I want to do. I want to journal. I want to do some manifesting. I want to watch Euphoria. I want to read my book. Like there's just – I'm excited to be still for five and a half hours and then um, be in California and – just have a fun, relaxing weekend. Everyone keeps asking me like, oh, what do you have planned in California? And I'm like, literally nothing because yeah. Kynan is not a planner. Like he doesn't like to plan activities because he likes to just like rest and go with the flow. And every time I've gone to California, it's been for like some reason, like, oh, we're going to this concert. We're going on this trip. We're doing this stuff. But like literally we have no plans. We're just going to like be. Yeah. And I think it'll be a good like re- reset for me. Yeah, that's so nice. I'm actually keeping my weekend pretty open as well. It's nice to just have that time just to fill on your own. You're not jumping from thing to thing. And yeah, I mean, I have brunch on Sunday planned but and a workout class Saturday, but that's literally it. And I don't want to plan anything else. Yeah, definitely. But I'm really excited about this episode. I learned so much from Emily just that I like that's one thing I'm excited to get on the plane and to follow some of her journaling um, techniques and her guidance on that. And I think this episode was good because we talked about breath work, but also like, you know, journaling and manifesting and visualization. And I just feel like you can't talk about Mm -hmm. it enough because there's so much to learn. Everyone has the magic to create whatever they want. And I wish people knew that. Yeah, I agree. And it's weird because like, I feel like my whole life since I was a little girl, I've always had this like, you know, guiding inner voice that I never really knew what that was stemming from. Like I've always had a really strong gut feeling about things. And I guess as I've grown up and kind of like learned more about, you know, your inner voice and your guides and like how intuition yeah, intuition and um, like, I feel like I visualize a lot without realizing it just because I have a really creative brain and like imagination. So just learning more about things that mm-hmm. I've been doing my whole life, but never really understood is really cool. Isn't that wild to look back on the things you did as a kid? And it's crazy to see like the visualization. Vi- Why do I have such a hard time saying that? Oh, word? I know. I was visualization. So, I was so nervous <laughs> when I asked Emily that question. I was like, in my head, like I kind of like zoned out the last like three minutes of her talking. So I was like, visualization visualization because you know I I have such a word pronunciation issue 
Um, but yeah, even, you know, doing that as a kid, like I would lay in bed at night and just like imagine what my life would be like as a grown up, or I would look through magazines like Southern Living and imagine that being my house one day. And like, yeah. I don't know, it's just really funny how it shows up in your life. Yeah. Well, we are so grateful that Emily took the time to talk to us. She is all the way in the jungle of Tulum and we're just really glad that she made space in her day to talk with us and share everything that she did during this interview. And I think that hopefully this will impact a lot of people. So without further ado, let's welcome Emily to Go Call Your Sister. Well, you are tan, you're glowing, you're in Tulum, right? Yes, yeah, so I am in Tulum. I've been here for about a month and a half almost now, and and we'll be here through probably end of May. How's it going? Are you loving it? You know, the the jungle life (laughs) is an initiation. She she really, Really? um, yeah, she's like medicine. Uh, Something that it's showing me is to move a lot slower. Are you hearing me okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. My AirPods don't fit in my ear very well, so I'll probably be adjusting them. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing issue we have here. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. That's a, usually what happens when they like pop out every time I talk. But um, yeah, so the jungle life, it's like it's such an initiation in the way that it calls you forward. Um, it's such a high vibrational land. That might be something you might experience in Hawaii or um, – it's just such a, it's tropical, it's high vibrational, and it just really calls you to rise to your your highest self. It illuminates everything, all the shadows, beliefs, and really just calls upon your light and to, to show up in the world. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. I feel that way about Hawaii as well. It's such a high vibrational place. And Allie said the same thing when she came out here. Just the things that happen out here, it it's kind of like supernatural in a way that like, it's crazy when you step into a place and you just instantly feel a change and a shift in the energy. And I feel like Hawaii definitely. was definitely like that for me. Yeah. Well, Emily, we're so happy to have you with us today. This is such a treat for us. This has already been such a breath of fresh air for me this morning. But could you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into breath work? Yeah. So... My background really started with yoga. Um, I started practicing yoga in high school and just fell in love. It was the only like athletic thing that I could do. <laughs> like I tried all these things. So I started doing yoga and I felt this call and I didn't know it was a call from the universe at the time, but I just felt this call to begin teaching. And that's how I started with breath. Uh, they call it the yogic breath, the Ujjayi breath. And um you know, it's just deep inhales and deep exhales through the nose, making like an ocean, like an ocean like sound. And so I started falling more and more in love with the presence that it brought me. And soon fasting forward, probably 2020, beginning 2020, I got really into the psychic work and intuitive channeling. And then from that space, I found breath work and the specific breath work that I deeply love that has literally transformed my life. There's so many forms of breathwork, but um, this form really, it just, it has this way of rewiring your body to welcome in more of your essence. So I was doing all this intuitive work and with meditation, it's like you're becoming awareness. And when you start to do breathwork, you get more into the body. 
and you get more into presence and you get more into the embodied truth of who you're here to be. And yeah, basically from that point forward, I was like, what is this? I had no idea what I was walking into. I thought it was just going to be like some intuitive, like inhale, exhale. It was not that. I was like, what is happening in my body? I have to teach this to people. Like I have to, to serve the world in this way because, you know, there's so many modalities out there. And the power of breath work is we all have breath. We all have that internal fire within us. And it's just a matter of having the right mirror to invoke that power within. So fell in love with breath work, fell in love with all of the healing realms. And it just takes you down all these portals. But um, something I really anchor to is always this the style of breath work that I lead. Yeah. it's We were just actually talking about this on the last episode. We interviewed my mom. And um, we were talking about how your body holds emotions like trauma and grief and also on the flip side of that, joy and happiness. And you really, you know, when you tap into your body, you can release those emotions, let them flow through you. And it's just wild because you don't really learn about that. Yeah, you really don't. This is not something that's oftentimes taught. And what's so brilliant about it is the more we tune into our body, like you said, like the more we can not only tune into the more heavier, you know, intense emotions, we can also tune into our light. And it's by flowing through whatever it is our body is telling us emotion-wise and not really taking it as good or bad, but using it as information to guide us towards our highest alignment. Totally. Definitely. Well, can you explain a little bit about um, what breathwork is and maybe the different types? I've been practicing breathwork for um, almost six months now, and it's it's really been a big factor in healing and just kind of getting rid of anxiety. And it's just so good for you, but I feel like so many people don't know what it is. It's not just, like you said, breathing in and breathing out. So can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of different forms of breathwork. Something that I like to start with, especially if it's like brand new, you're like, I don't even know what breathwork is. I always, always tell uh, my clients, people I work with, people I serve to do one-to-one breath. So that looks like inhaling to the count of four, exhaling to the count of four. Um, I personally love to do this with like my legs up the wall. What that does is it regulates your nervous system. So it tones your nervous system, supports just overall ability to hold space, um, anxiety, any sort of mental illness, really. It's and just your your capacity to really let life in and, and feel more without getting the overwhelm. Um, mm-hmm. With the times that we're in, it's like, yeah, it's important to to come to breath. So that's kind of like where it started. And then, you know, there's so many different forms of breath that I've studied. We have the breath of fire, which is, um, it's challenging for me to explain because I've never taught this breath. I've only studied it, but it's like quick inhales and exhales out through the nose and it builds a lot of energy. Now, really uh, the two forms that I work with the most are Nadi Shodna and then the breath that I teach in my facilitation, which I call it like an intuitive breath. There's not really a name for it. It's like um, each teacher that I've learned from calls it kind of their own thing, but it's a three-part breath all in and out through the mouth. So what that does is it's an inhale to the belly, an inhale to the chest, and an exhale all done in and out through the mouth. And it's like... And what this does is it shifts the oxygen in carbon, um, 
dioxide levels in the body really rapidly in a way that hasn't probably been done before. And it opens up oxygen pathways. This is kind of it on a scientific level, on an emotional level, and on all these other levels that you can work with the breath. It invokes like, yeah, just a deeper experience of yourself. Like we talked about, like trapped emotions, stored emotions that get stuck in the body that can later manifest as disease or illnesses or unexplained Uh, anxiety and you're like, I'm not really sure where this is coming from. Well, it can be accrued from not processing things over time and it just gets stored. So with the breath, it's like doing the three-part breath and then you end in like a relaxation phase where you really get to integrate what comes up. And it's really the quickest way that I find that we can connect to the universe in a way that feels really organic and genuine or whatever higher power you refer to, love, universe, source, um, it doesn't really matter as long as you connect up to something bigger than you, your soul, your highest essence. And breathwork is such a powerful way to do that. And then we have um, Nadi Shodna, which is another form of breathwork that is so powerful if you want to clear your mind, clear headaches or things like that. And it's one that you do with your right hand. And what you do is you, um, I know you all can't see me on the camera, but you bring your peace fingers down and you put your thumb over your right nostril and you breathe out of your left nostril completely. And then you'll inhale through the left, plug the left, exhale through the right. Inhale through the right, plug the right, exhale through the left. And what this does is it clears sinuses. It's said to clear the pineal gland, which is our way of receiving information from the universe and visions and things of that nature to get deeper clarity on how you can really align your life. Um, yeah, there's so much around breath, breath work that I could talk about, but I hope that I hope that explains a little bit more. I love that. I know they can't see it. <laughs> I know people can't see us, but we're sitting here like plugging our nose because we're like, doing it with you. But for me personally, I really didn't get into breath work and everything until what Ali said earlier, our mom went to um, on-site and that's where she got really into doing you know breath work and sound baths and stuff. So when she started talking about it to us, I started getting into it. Ali started going in Nashville. Um, but just for people who you know have never tried it, what would be a good starting point for them? And can you do breath work on your own or do you have to go to a class? Mm, so you can do breath work on your own. I, I think it's the first way I did it. I actually did a recording from one of my teachers and I didn't really know what to expect, right? But you can take yourself to pretty amazing and deep places on your own. We're in the time where like we're becoming our own healers, we're becoming our own teachers and creating our own medicine from within and really uh, reclaiming our sovereignty in that way. So you can definitely do it on your own. Um, however, I always find that when I'm held in a space, I can go a lot deeper and you can really surrender in a way that allows you to receive support. So yeah, of course we could do this on our own. And I think that if I hadn't done it on my own and then went into a class, like it may have been a little challenging for me to go into a full 90 minute class or something like that without having practiced. But I have students who come to my workshops. Oftentimes they've never done the breath work that I've done unless they've done it previously with me. And, um, 
they always have the most profound experiences. So I really do think that trusting your divine path, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to do breath work, then follow that. Follow that little whisper in your heart and it'll guide you to the right teacher. And I'm always offering things online. Um, That's something I'm starting to do more of now that I fully landed here in Tulum, where you can take classes online from the comfort of your home. Um, and I also have like recordings and things like that just for free through my newsletter. If you are interested in, in getting a free breathwork little recording. Yeah, we'll definitely link that in the show notes. Um, I want to go back to what you said earlier about how these emotions can get trapped in your body and then turn into illness or anxiety or whatever, you know, negative feeling or state that might be, because I feel like people don't know about that, but that's so true. Like your emotions can get trapped in your body. And that's why, you know, I've done in your breathwork session, like, well, the first breathwork session I did, I started like crying and I didn't even realize I was crying, but it was just like my body was storing emotion and it was releasing it without, you know, against my control. And then the second session I did was with you. And I remember I was like almost laughing in that session. Like I just felt so much joy, but then like someone else in the class, this was a class that I went to with other people um, the second time and someone else was, was crying. So it's just crazy all the emotions that get stored up. And that's why it's so important to release them because you don't know how they will manifest. Exactly. And something that I'll say is emotions are just energy and motion, right? So they, they want to be moved to, they want to be felt and they don't need to get, um, stuck. The only times that they get stuck in our system is we're not feeling it or or we create a story and we're human. So we create these connotations around emotions like, oh, if I'm sad, then it's negative or wrong or something's wrong with me or it's not um, worthy of being witnessed or let me just try to be happy. And it's really, we're moving into a time where it's really not about that anymore. It's really about deep presence with your body and deep presence with your breath. So when you start to feel sensations in your body and a powerful way to get to know your body's language is breath work and creating more presence and just noticing the sensations like, is my belly tight? Is my heart racing? Do I feel tightness in my throat? And those are signs to pause, breathe into it and really ask my body or your body, like, what are you trying to tell me? Because it's trying to move emotion through you. And something that I think is so powerful about the human experience is, yeah, we're here to feel the depth of our life. Like we are here to feel emotions if you allow them in. And the more you allow sensations through your body, the more light you get to radiate. And then you're in that co-creation process with the universe where you start to manifest all the things that you really deeply desire from a a place of true presence, not bypassing. So really tuning into the body, uh, tuning into its language and sensations because it'll always guide you to truth. And then from that place, you can start to feel your emotions. And something I'll say to that is bringing back the breath that I talked about, the one-to-one breath, it really supports you in creating safety. So it, it helps you with regulating your nervous system, which creates a sense of safety in your body so that you can feel the emotions because when we go for so long without feeling, you know, maybe this isn't something familiar to you. And and that's so perfect. I, I went like multiple years without crying before. And so the more you can trust your body and build safety and feel those emotions, you'll actually have a deeper experience of your life 
and deeper connections, deeper intimacy, and you'll really be more magnetic to what it is that you want. So also in the class or in the workshop earlier this year, you shared your journal practice, which I've incorporated into my every day. And will you tell us a little bit about that? Oh my gosh. So journaling has transformed my life and it's taken so many different forms. So like I've even shifted it a little bit since that workshop in January. Um, But something I'll say is if you're brand new to journaling, I recommend starting your day or throughout your day, whatever time you like to journal or whatever time it aligns with your body, write three pages. Um, This is from the book, The Artist's Way. I like 10 out of 10 recommend this book. Um, Rebecca Campbell has used this book. So many amazing writers and creators, artists of all different forms use this book. And it's what you do is you start the day with three pages. And from that space, what you're doing is you're creating space for the universe to drop in. So even if you have no idea what you're writing about, when I first wrote my pages, like I had no, I was like, I don't really know what this is for. I just feel like I'm supposed to create space here. And from that place, you start to get more inspiration for your next steps in your life. Like, how can I be more in my purpose? How can I be more embodied in my truth? And to take it one step further, so if you're brand new to journaling, I love that practice. Now, if you want to start to play with manifestation, know the first piece is, yeah, like what you desire will come. So be really mindful about what you're asking for because life has this way of delivering it in maybe a different form than what you desire, uh, but it's always the medicine that you need. So I always write my vision. So like what it is that I really want to create. And something I'll say is I used to attach a form around this piece. I used to write like specific forms that I wanted to manifest. Uh, Let's say, for example, I wanted to manifest a certain Airbnb that I wanted to live in or a certain city or job or car or friend or partnership is a really big one or, you know, job, something like that. Um, You can write your vision. Something that I've been tapping into more of, though, is writing about the energy that you want to feel and then trusting the form that the universe wants to bring that to you in because it's usually much greater than the form that we cling to. So, um, and I've learned this like the hard way, you know, we all learn things in our own unique way. And um, from that place, though, if you really focus on the energy that you want, so let's say like I want to feel really safe and alive and I want to have deeply aligned connections with people so that I can get inspired rather than clinging to like, I really want to call in like a new partner or a new friend or new like sister, whatever it is, which of course you're so deserving of those things. Um, But with that, we get to play with the energy a little bit more. And then from that place, what's really important is to connect to your why. Like, why do you want this? Why do you desire this? Uh, And connect to all the different realms of why. So you can connect to the selfish reasons of why we desire things, like to feel good in our body, to feel safe. And then, you know, you can connect to the selfless reasons. So, you know, I want to feel deeply aligned in my body. I want deeper connections because from this place, like I can serve others from a cup of overflowing love. Um, and it could be something, you know, big. It can also be really small. Like I really deeply desire this because I want to serve people. 
I want to support other people in feeling good. You know, whatever realm of depth you want to experience or why is totally there. And then you connect to, so the shorter version of it is like connect to your ask. So if you could ask the universe for anything, what would it be? And you really get to put in your requests here. So it's like, I would really love for the words to flow for this post I want to write. Um, if you're a creator of some sort, uh, maybe it's like, I really want to feel deeper connection to the universe, to my guides. If, if you want to connect with your guides, uh, you could ask for like, please align me to high vibrational foods so that I can come from energy or so I can feel really good in my body. You can really ask for anything and it's right there for you. And then you get to connect with, yeah, like the version of you that has it and how you want to feel. So this piece has been something I knew I've recently added. And it's really, really, really important to connect to how you want to feel. So that way, when you're tuning into your body, you're like, oh, this is what I wanted to feel. It may not be the form I thought I wanted, but wow, I feel so open here. Like, this is what I wanted. Um, And connecting to that feeling, like, and getting like, excited in your system like oh my gosh it's gonna be so amazing when it's here like I feel it like I'm gonna get invited to this amazing sisterhood circle and it's gonna be incredible and then next thing you know like that evening like you're sitting there and you're like oh it's here and you get your body excited about it and then from that place yeah it it does tend to change but what I do is I tune into what's blocking me so usually I call it the shadow um What is it that would get in the way of those things? What's the story that you're telling yourself? What's the belief that's that's blocking it? Is it, I'm not enough? Is it, this could never be me? Or I'm dreaming too big? Or, yeah, and it really looks different every day. Sometimes it's not that clear. Sometimes it's like, wow, I'd really rather sleep. I really would rather do nothing. And just meeting yourself right where you are, without judgment, noticing it. And then from that place, I'll usually bring in breath work or some sort of modality to support and embodying a clearing of that belief. So breath work, super powerful um, movement of any kind. I like to dance, do intuitive movements. You could do yoga, hiking outside, something to get the body moving in a way that can shift the wiring of that belief. And then from that place, you write your energy anchors. And these are the, the new beliefs you'd like to anchor in. And that can look like different affirmations, things like that, that you can anchor in to rewire those beliefs into new, new beliefs. And you start to take action from that place. So it's my journal practice, and it's been so powerful. I love it. It's wow. the best. We'll we'll write it all out in the show notes so people can start to do it at home too. Yeah. I'm listening to all this and I'm in the process right now of planning out a really big move. And when you said Airbnb, that was so weird because I was I've just have been journaling like the past few days about this like perfect Airbnb that I'm trying to envision. And it's just so weird that you said that just then because Now I have all these new ideas for the next time that I start journaling. So I love what you said about um, instead of just writing like you, your desires, writing how you want 
taking it a step further and tapping into that feeling of how you want to feel. So it's like instead of writing, I want X amount of money, it's like I want to feel free, free to go and do as I please and not be tied down by money. Or instead of saying like I want a partner, it's like I want to feel love. And then it's like you'll see all the different ways love shows up in your life. And so I've actually been trying to do that more of just writing out like things. It's more of like the feeling And then in the shadow section, I've been writing like kind of like letters to myself. So it's like I'm writing a letter from like the highest version of myself to my shadow. So it's like, Allie, like you are enough. You are capable. You have everything that you need inside of you already. And it's just another way to kind of integrate your higher self and kind of get rid of those um, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And and something that I'll say around the desire of the form is it's actually usually not the form that we want. It's, right. it's the emotion. Like the ego is this amazing tool. She has us, he has us, they have us. Really like thinking we want all these things. But really in reality, what we desire is the freedom. What we desire is that opening. And really what we desire is the connection to our soul. So I love what you said, like bringing in, you know, and I've done that too where you write like from the high, like the highest version of me. What is she like? You know, what are they like? How can I bring pieces of that into my now as it feels really genuine and organic. This is how we don't bypass it. So it's like, oh, usually the version of me, I've been working with boundaries lately. The version of me that's my highest self, she's really in tune with her body. She sets boundaries so that she can really honor her energy and come from this place of love, from a state of really filling her own self up first, and then from a state of overflow, filling others up with that love too. And it gets to be this give and receive. And it's like this feedback loop. But it really, like you said, starts from within. Like it's not really partnership that you desire. It's it's the love, like really rooted and embodied within your system. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Totally. So I, we, I want to talk a little bit about um, visualization and why it's so important. I think that a lot of people maybe haven't heard of it or – or trying to get into it, but can you speak a little bit on that for us? Oh my gosh. So something I'll tell you with visualization is it's, again, this is a practice that shifts for me all the time, but I do always take the time to visualize my desires because, so first I'll start with what it is. Visualization is really bringing the vision of what you desire in your, in your field. So a way to do this if you're brand new to visualization, if you're not really familiar with what I mean by field, it's like you close your eyes and you can feel vibrations off of your body. Like all of us hold vibrations, energy. And so you can take a moment to really visualize. Uh, I like to do through my mind's eye, people receive visions in different ways. Um, It may not be an actual vision. It might be like just sensations that you're moving through your body. So through my mind's eye, which is my third eye center, you can use uh, the point in between the eyebrows or right in the center of the forehead. And you just envision here really what it would be like to have that desire. So you can really paint the picture for yourself. What this does, and this is going to sound a little out there, but it collapses time. So 
oftentimes we create this story that what we desire is like way away. Like it's in the five years in the future. Like there's no way that I could create this right now because of something we've been told or maybe something we've experienced or maybe we've been heartbroken before and we don't really want to open up in that way. But really, uh, if your desire lives within you, it's within your heart and you're like, you know, for example, you know, you're looking for uh, an Airbnb. It's like, that desire lives within you. You want to have a safe space to live and you are so deserving of it and you get to have it here in complete alignment with the universe. So by visualizing, it's as if you're co-creating with the unseen. You get to co-create with the universe and really paint that picture for yourself. And to bring up what I was saying before, a big piece is invoking the feeling. So getting really excited about it, getting like almost giddy, feeling your like heart get giddy, get some butterflies in your stomach. You start to get excited about the sensation Um, in a piece with Airbnb and something that I've been working with too, if you like to travel or you're just looking for a new space to live or whenever you're in a transition, you can really invoke safety in your body because with, with a home, you want to feel safe and you want to most likely be surrounded by beauty. Most of us really like to have a nice space, a beautiful space that inspires us. So imagining what it would feel like to be really safe and surrounded by beauty in your home and really bringing in those sensations and you'll start to notice things in your field. Now, if you're brand new to energy uh, and feeling, because, you know, some of us, like for me in the beginning of my journey, feeling wasn't super, it wasn't super accessible to me. I, I was like, I'm not really sure what that means necessarily. Uh, so the best way to do it yeah, is to to try to get like excited and you can bring in form. So if you're newer to this work, totally, totally, totally bring in form, add as many details as you can. Like maybe you really want a bathtub. Maybe you want like white walls. If you're a creator and you like to have space, maybe you want a nice sitting area or for a partner, maybe you really want someone who likes to cook whatever it is, right? You can bring all these details in to help invoke the feeling. And then from that place, really try to focus on the feeling and have like a loose grip on on the form. So visualization really supports you in co-creating with the universe. It also gets you in touch with your feeling. It's also really fun and a cool way to create if you're not really sure if you don't have like a tangible art thing that you're into or a way to invoke creativity, it's a cool way to just start creating your life. Like we are the creator of our lives. So that's a little bit about visualization. Yeah, absolutely. So (laughs) how have you been able to incorporate this practice into your own life? Because I remember um, during the workshop, you had, you were about to move to Tulum. You had been visualizing it. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I started this practice like really, I wouldn't say hardcore, but like every day, pretty much um, June of last year. And then I like took a break from it a little bit here and there, but really consistently got on it, doing it every single day um, in some way, shape or form. Now, if you don't have a journal, you need to jot it on your phone. Like that's perfect. You can kind of make this practice work for you. It's really accessible to anybody. 
And so I started doing this practice and I just started playing. First, I started with form. Like I started to manifest like certain people in my yoga classes or uh, I wanted to get like creative ideas for my business. And all of a sudden, like things started showing up. Like I was like, wow, really what you ask for does happen. Oftentimes the universe just doesn't know what it is that you desire. So you have to ask for it so they know what to give you. Otherwise, how will you know what to ask for and and how to visualize it and how to bring it into your reality? So I started playing with the form and I started receiving like the most amazing things. Like I think what most of the time I would just write that like I wanted a sign from the universe that I was facing the right direction. And I would always receive that sign, whatever it was that I wanted to play with that day. And then I started to get more and more specific. Uh, I knew that I always wanted to travel. I've always had that, like, just itch, the wanderlust to to travel the world and really um, open my heart to new experiences and expand my edges so that I can serve in a greater capacity and hold space for others. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign an eight-month lease. I'm not going to sign the 12 months. And that was in June. And I am going to move to Tulum in February had no idea what that was going to look like. I think in June, I woke up with like negative $3 in my bank account one morning. Um, Like it was, I was like, but I don't know how I'm going to do this, but like, I'm gonna, I'm going to create this. Like this desire lives within my heart. My intention is pure. I want to feel this freedom for the collective, for as many people as I can. And it gets to start with me. Like I get to go first. Uh, No one in my family had ever done it really like this at all. So I started working every day, like, and I started in small steps. So I wasn't like, I didn't write every single day, like I'm going to move to Tulum in February because what that does is it, you know, it gets us out into the future, which there was one day, multiple days specifically that I did write that down, but it wasn't something I focused on every single day. So I set that vision and then I surrendered it to the universe. I was like, okay, guide me, like use me in this way. I'm, I'm ready to create this freedom for the world, for myself, for my ancestors and future versions of me and future versions of you all. Um, so yeah, so I started, I started working with it and I started creating ways that I could bring more of me online, more of, and not even just online realm, but like in every moment come from my wholeness, come from my fullest expression So I would write a vision on that. And then I started like really digging into my business and I had left my job at the time in December, um, which I also manifested through the vision practice. I would write down, I am financially free and completely independent working wise. Um, You know, I work for myself. I create for myself every day and for the world. And so it slowly started to take form. I left my job, like things just started to happen. And it really comes from, I say, like, do the journaling practice, do the visualization, and then just take one action. It can be 10 minutes of breath work that day. It can be writing a new blog post. It could be creating a podcast, like whatever it is that you want to create. It's so possible. And it's taking one step every single day in alignment with that vision. And a really important piece that just came through that my my guides were like, make sure you mention this, tune into the body. 
So before you take that aligned action from your vision, tune into your body, see what it is that it needs that day, and then serve it. And then from that place, I can't even explain it because it's magic and we are the co-creators and anyone can do this. Um, but things just start to take form. And of course you work for it, right? Like you, you show up every day to the pages, you show up every day to the aligned action and you show up every day to surrender to whatever it is they want to bring you. Um, but it, it does show up the way you desire it. And here I am in Tulum living here for a month and a half. And so many people didn't think that I could do it. And, and this practice like really, really deeply supported me in doing it. Well, it's so inspiring to hear stories like yours. And honestly, it makes me sad to think about people that aren't aware how powerful they truly are and how they can actually really create and co-create with the universe and make their own life. And it all boils down to intention, I think, is starting out everything you do with an intention, starting out your day with an intention, your morning, your journal practice. Um, So thank you for sharing that. I was feeling the same exact way just the other day because, like I said, I'm going through this trying to plan a big new move. And I remember this time last year, I was um, a senior at Ole Miss. I was about to graduate and I started just telling people, oh, I'm going to move to Hawaii. And at first it was almost like not a joke, but I just was saying it just to kind of put it out there all the time. And I said it so much. And there were so many people who told me like, you know, oh, that'll be so hard. You're such a homebody. That's not going to work. It's too expensive. And if you listen to those negative, you know, beliefs from other people, it's hard to channel into what you're really wanting. And I remember the second I decided to just like stop listening to everyone else's opinions and just speak it and speak positively into it. I was sitting in my room the other day thinking about this next move that I'm trying to plan. And I was thinking, oh, this is so hard. But this time last year, I was thinking the exact same thing. And now look where I'm sitting in my apartment in Hawaii that I spoke about so many times. So just like you said, like kind of focusing on what you desire and not listening to what everyone else is saying, I think is the most powerful, was the most powerful move for me this time last year. And now kind of what I'm focusing on in the next move. So thank you for sharing your practices with us too. Yeah. Where are you moving to? I have to know. I'm planning on moving to that is going to be incredible. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that, I know. That's my next step. But it does, you know, every time you move, like even moving to Hawaii felt like a big step. And this is like a bigger step. So just focusing on like, you know, I'm capable of, I'm capable of planning this. Nothing is too extreme. It's just effort and, you know, visualizing what I see for myself there. So now I'm going to take all of the things that you've told us today and put them into my practices. Yeah. And I feel like a big piece around it is trusting because it wasn't Hawaii, but when I moved to Nashville from Florida, it was huge. Like I didn't know anybody there. Um, I moved to the music business, ended up getting a job and it was, everybody told me like, you're going to go there. Everyone goes there for the music industry. Like you're, it's going to be hard for you to get a job. And like when you set your dristy, your gaze on what you want, it does happen. And you let those desires, the desires that live within you, you know, that's the, that's the power of breathwork is it tunes you into your desires and not the desires of other people around you, which are perfect for them. Right. Um, when you tune into your own desires and you let those guide you, you really do get to see everything you want take form. 
trust the desire that lives within your heart and know that you are divinely guided there. There's a reason why the land is calling you and it'll reveal itself in the perfect time. And really what that does is you even following that piece, um, even to bring up what Ali was saying, like it supports the collective and reminding themselves that they do have the power to co-create seeing people do the thing that's challenging whatever that looks like maybe like what's challenging for you that day is getting out of bed maybe what's challenging for you that day is traveling across the country like it really gets to look different for each human um but what that does is it supports others in believing like wow even just the frequency of it even if they don't know you they're impacted by this Right, and this is the power of letting our our desires guide us, and trusting the power of our own breath, and trusting the power of our own heart, and letting it guide you as it inspires other people to do what it is that's challenging for yeah. them, or what they perceive as challenging. Yeah, and going back to what you said on you know feeling it in your body, I think is uh, the more you practice this, the stronger that voice, the stronger that feeling becomes. Um, So you can really tap in. Like I've lived in Nashville for going on six or seven years now. And there have been so many times where it's like, oh, I really want to move. I really want to move. But I wasn't really called anywhere. And so I just had this voice that was like, stay, like trust, just stay. And then recently I've had a lot of things happen that have kind of um, just reminded me, you know, what this this was a good move. You listen to your body, you listen to that voice, and you know, the more you practice things like breath work and journaling, that voice does get stronger, and you can trust it, and you learn you learn to rely on it when making decisions. Yeah, and something I'll say with that piece is the uncertainty, the not knowing, just means not yet, or there's something greater for me here that I haven't quite experienced. There's a reason why I'm receiving this whisper to stay. And it's like, just being like, okay, well, there's a reason why I'm here. Maybe right now I'm in a phase in my life where like, I really need to ground down. I really need to have my roots in so that I can be in complete alignment with my soul, my higher self. And yeah, there's magic in every piece of land on this planet. Like everything, everyone has something to teach us. And following that even subtle whisper that's like, well, I'm not sure. Everyone around me is doing this or maybe people around me are doing this. Should I want this? But it just doesn't feel quite right yet. And it's like following that whisper and knowing that each person's path is so unique. And like I said, in one way or another, somewhat like your challenge might be different than someone else's challenge. Like there's so many different things and not even challenge, but I should say just you know, this thing that you're struggling with or the thing that's bringing up blocks or shadows for you in this phase of life. So, yeah. Yeah. And it really takes the pressure off of you once you really learn to trust yourself. It's like, I don't have to be running around making all these, forcing things to happen or making all these decisions. It's like, I can trust that the answer will come through or I will be pointed in the right direction. And something I'll say about forcing, this actually came in my pages this morning. They were like, yeah, forcing will get you something. Like it'll get you probably to the thing that you want. However, it most likely won't be the most aligned thing for you. And it will create more space between you and what it is you actually want to feel, which is the freedom. Like if we're Mm -hmm. forcing ourselves to do what we think is what's going to make us free, then it just creates more space between you and that feeling. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, tell us some of your favorite resources. If people are interested in this and they want to learn more, what are some good books or podcasts that, that you would recommend? Hmm. 
so right now I'm actually in this phase of like not taking in too much in information. However, the very first podcast I've ever listened to, one I actually met my best friend on who we are now traveling the world together. She's like, amazing. we ended up being roommates. Yeah. It's called Your Own Magic. And it's an amazing podcast that calls in a bunch of different levels of healers and things like that. And it's um, spirituality based. And it's a great podcast that I used to listen to a ton. It's how I met a lot of people. It builds community. Um, but book-wise, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many books that I read. I will say for breath, I would say experience it for yourself before you call in a book. Um, but I have this book actually right here. So I was like, let me bring it forward. It's called Bringers of the Dawn. And it's by Barbara, I don't want to butcher her last name, so I'm going to spell it, M-A-R-C-I-N-I-K, Mar, Mar, Marcinic. Names we'll are t- We'll type it out. So I don't want to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's amazing teachings from the universe about how to become more in alignment with our power as the creator. And it's teaching from the Pleiadians and... It's really just such a powerful book. I usually take a really long time to read books around spirituality just because I like to really digest them. But for some reason, this book, like it's one of the only books I brought with me that I just absolutely love. And then I love poetry. Poetry supports me with invoking feeling. And this book is another book that I take with me everywhere. It's called Explorations of a Cosmic Soul by Ali Michelle. And she has a another poetry book too. And she's super in tune with spirituality, um, emotions. She has this way of writing. Like it just drops you into the moment. You can flip to a page and be like, oh my gosh, this was exactly what I'm feeling. This is exactly the words that I needed. And it really brings that power back into you. Wow. I'll have to check both of those out. I've never heard of either yes. one of them. If our listeners wanted to find you and connect with you, what is the best way for them to do so? Yes. Right now it is Instagram. I'm in the works of building a full website. I'm in the works of like reconstructing my old website. So the best way to contact me is always through Instagram. It's where my most updated events are for breath work, for events and programs and things of that nature. And that's just my first and last name, Emily Weichel. Um, just on Instagram. And you can always shoot me a DM. Let me know if you want some breathwork. I'm sure we'll link that too. And um, if you have any questions about breathwork or anything comes up from this space, I'd love to serve you. That's amazing. And we will also be sure to link your Instagram below as well. So people can easily click that and find you. So we like to end our podcast with two different questions. Um, The first one is, is there a mantra or a quote that you are currently living by or implementing into your life right now? Yes. I love the mantra. Well, there's two that I actually use. The first one that I've used, and I've been using this one for a really long time, is I am the universe in form. I am the universe in form. I am the universe in form. And it's reminding people of their magic and rewiring the body to believe it as so and look for the ways that you're already showing this in your reality. And then the next mantra that I deeply, deeply love and cherish is I trust my body's natural process. And I trust my body's natural flow. I trust my body and really anchoring to that piece because when you lead with your body, 
you are following your organic path of awakening. Those are both great. I love those too. Those are great. Well, second thing we like to end the podcast with is a would you rather question, but I'm changing it up. I'm going to leave it open-ended. This week, we want to know what is the craziest thing you've ever manifested? Oh, this is a good one. Are we all like going to answer this, Allie? Yeah, we're all answering. Okay. I have to think too. I'll I'll go ahead and answer for myself and let you guys think. Okay. I think the craziest thing I've ever manifested is the house that we currently live in because it is exactly what I wrote down on my list of what I wanted. I have a porch off my bedroom. We're in the neighborhood that I've always wanted to live in. Two bedroom, three bath. I have a bathtub, walk-in closet. And I remember looking for houses and writing it down. And one day, my roommate, Vivian, and I, we were so frustrated. It was a week before we had to move out of our old house. And we couldn't find one that we wanted to live in. And we just saw one. And it was awful. And we were just kind of mad and annoyed. So she was like, let's go on a walk. And I was like, great, let's go on a walk. And so we're going on this walk. And we almost turned left. But we, for some reason, turned right. It was outside of our normal walking path. And we walked by our house. And there was a sign in the front yard that said for rent. And it was the first day it had gone up, we were the first people to call about it. We were the first people to tour it. And we signed the lease the next day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think I think that the craziest thing I've ever manifested, there's been a, a couple things that are always, you know, great surprises, like, you know, money, unexpected things like that. But the craziest thing I've manifested lately would be um, my – friend group in Hawaii. So I would always write down last year, you know, like what I, what I envisioned for myself, you know, I've always been a big friend person. I love to have a community of of people around me. Um, and I started seeing this girl's videos come up on my TikTok. Her name's Blaine. And I kind of used her as like a blueprint. Like, you know, this is what she does. I can see myself. She reminds me of me. And um, I would send people her videos all the time. I'd show it to my parents, you know, look at, look at this. And I started writing, you know, I want friends that remind me of this and this and that. And I ended up getting to Hawaii. And um, the first day I was out here, I, well, I made a video of my, on my move day, you know, I'm moving to Hawaii today. And someone actually tagged Blaine in the video, the girl that I had been watching for months and months and months. And then the day that I moved to Hawaii, she ended up messaging me and invited me to go to a birthday party with her the very first day I was here. So for months I had been kind of like manifesting almost like being friends with her and the people that she's friends with out here or just having a, a similar friend group. And then the day that I got here, she literally messaged me and is now my very best friend. She's my neighbor. Um, everyone that I've met, I've met through her literally. So um, Blaine, if you're listening to this, I manifested <laughs> you into my life. We love you, Blaine. Um, yeah. we. I love her. She's literally one of the best like people and souls I've ever met. So that's kind of the craziest thing I've ever manifested was my friends that I have here now. Well, I would say Tulum, like being in Tulum, selling all my belongings was probably the wildest thing that I had ever manifested. But the first thing that came to mind was actually my breathwork community uh, in Nashville. So my first breathwork was like nine or 10 people that showed up and It was actually like the week of the last one I led, which was in January, the one that um, you were at, Allie. And uh, 
Yeah, it was like the Sunday before and there was like two people signed up. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, I mean, I'll teach to one human. I'll teach to no humans uh, because I love the practice. But I was like, there's this party that was like, man, like I just like would love to serve some people before I left. And I wrote down in my journal, like, okay, there are 11 souls. Like I feel 11 souls in this room. Like I I can feel it. And so... I was writing that down for like three days and I went in to teach yoga on Tuesday and there was exactly 11 people signed up for the workshop. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to play a little bit more. And I was like, you know what? I have like, I have 20 people. Like I'm going to manifest another, you know, nine people. And lo and behold, there ended up being like 22 people at the workshop and I had no idea where they were going to come from. But it really is just the power of setting your energy. And uh, it was the quickest I had manifested something so specific like that before. And I just remember that moment. It was like the month before I moved to Tulum. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So this is nuts. Like we are literally creating things with our fingertips in every moment. (laughs) Wow. That's so cool. I love that. Well, Emily, I've—I know we both have just enjoyed this conversation so much. It's just yes. been so filling to both of us. So, thank you so much. Mm, yes, we appreciate you. you. This has been such a breath of fresh air for me to start my day with. Um, from us starting doing a little breath work before we started recording, this has just been such a great hour of me to, for me to start my day. So, we really appreciate it. Thank you so mm. much. Thank you both so much, seriously, for inviting me onto this space, for being so open to doing breathwork with me before we hopped on and just having such open hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me witness you, for letting me just connect with you both. And yeah, thank you. I'm so grateful.